As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm really excited to have our guest today, not only because Kaylee has been doing some amazing work as far as supporting other vegan and ethical businesses, but Kaylee really has an amazing story about how the business has pivoted, how the business has really kind of looked internal and thought differently about the business and how they could better serve their customers. And I really believe for many of us who are running ethical businesses, vegan businesses, running businesses that are trying to change the world and make the world a better place, it's so important that we all take that time to understand our business, what's our core. And even if we've been in business for a while, it's so important for us to kind of regroup at times and say, how can we be better? How can we serve our customers better? And I'm really excited about sharing with everyone today, um, Kaylee Nicolau's kind of journey and the journey of Kakadu Creative and how they not only got started, how they have been making such an amazing impact globally with all of their clients, but also just the insider's view kind of of, you know, how us as entrepreneurs get challenged, get stretched, and how we reemerge through all of that to hopefully serve the world and make the world a better place. So Kaylee, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's, it's great to be here. Great. So let's get everyone caught up. I started to give them a little bit of, you know, a, a little bit of what, you know, what the, what you're about and background and so forth. But let's start with um, a little bit about your agency, you know, Cockadoo Creative. How did it get started? How long have you been in business? And what's really, maybe what was your original mission? And then we can transition to the story about how things have maybe changed in the last year. Yeah, sure. So, um, so the the business is is essentially it's myself and my business partner and other half Lee. We we run it, um, and we both came from, from corporate publishing, so magazine publishing. Um, and he was in the the design department, and I was in the sales division. And then um, we, you know, we've been working there for, for getting on for a decade each, and had built up a, a big network and built up a lot a lot of um, skills, but. The further we got down the path of that career and the also the more we, we became aware of the environmental situation across the planet and you know, veganism and all the rest of it, we sat back and said, is this where we want to spend our time? Is this where we want to put our energy? You yeah. know, yes, we, we were doing well, but was it what we, was it really our purpose? And and when we actually sat back and looked at that, the answer was no. You know, it, it didn't it didn't feed our soul. It it didn't we didn't feel like we were really having a, a positive impact and we wanted to change that. And um and really initially it started as serving our, our customers more. It was more about um not just sort of taking the money and running, mm-hmm. which you can sometimes get in a very corporate environment. It's just about yes. the profit. It's just about the money. And actually, it, it just was not what we were about. We were about the customer. And um, so we we talked and um, made the decision. It took us two or three years, to be fair, to actually have the courage oh. to go, do you know what? Let's 
you know, let's do it. Let's, let's set ourselves up. And, and I love that if I could just jump in, cause yeah, I yeah. a lot of times when people think about starting a business, they think it's like an overnight idea, you know, like you were at a coffee shop one day and then you're like, I'm starting a business on Monday. And yeah. I love that you built up the time to get there, to get comfortable with it. I am really glad that you mentioned that. Go ahead. I didn't want to. Yeah, no, you know. because it was, you know, sometimes, especially if you're in very corporate careers, you've got you're secure, you know, you've yeah. got that income coming in, you go into work every day, you know what you're doing, you're very comfortable with it. And to walk away from that is, it's a, it's scary, you know, it's a big, it's a big jump. And so um, we, we sort of said, right, okay, let's, let's take our time. Let's really plan this out. Let's work out what we're going to do with it. Um, and let's save some money, you know, let's get some money behind us because it's going to take us time to start the business. Um, and so, yes, then it was, um, it was 2018, it was end of 2018 that we had, we'd handed in our notice and that was it. We left the corporate doors and Kakadu started to come to fruition. Um, okay. And yeah, and it was, it was born, like I said, out of a desire to, to serve customers and put customers first rather than the money first. Nice. Now, when you first started, were you, did you kind of feel like you had a business plan and, you know, you're going to do this in marketing and social media and so forth? Or did you guys kind of organically do it? Did you kind of feel it out, get a couple of clients and then build it from there? Yeah, we we organically grew. Um, to be honest, we started the business with, with um, when we went backpacking. We left our corporate career and we were like, right, OK, we're going to go backpacking. We're going to spend nine months. And if we can if we can run this business out of a backpack and a camper van and cafes and things all over the place we can run this business from anywhere you know that was kind of the test we wanted to have that freedom and flexibility to be able to run the business from from wherever we wanted to be Um, and Lee from his career in design he'd built up a a few um, freelance customers around his his day job and we were really lucky we spoke to them and we said this is our plan we're leaving Um, and then when we come back we want to start our own agency will you come on the journey with us essentially you know help us to soft launch the business and test the model and work out whether it's something that that will work and then we were yeah we were really lucky they said yes and so um we had a few customers that we we worked with whilst we were all over and then um, we got back to the uk middle of 29 no yeah 2019 Mm -hmm. and then kakadu launched officially and so that was two and a half years ago. So um, yeah, yeah, it was, but it was, it was slow. We took our time with it. Nice. And I love that because I really feel like building a business isn't as kind of quick as sometimes you see, you know, it kind of, you know, glorified, you know, the idea that when you especially want to build a business that's customer first, mm-hmm. it really takes some time because you have to kind of work hand in hand with the customer. You have to get a sense of what they need, what they're looking for. And especially when you come out of the corporate environment, it's a different need base than it is. And I don't know if you've experienced that completely, but I know I experienced that when I kind of made my leap from corporate America over to kind of, you know, working with smaller businesses, passion-based businesses. Yeah. And and I think that's been the thing that we've really enjoyed about it the most is that we've been able to step back and really get under the skin of customers' businesses and really get to know them and understand their drive and their passion. You know, you've mentioned it, the passion. And when you're in corporate, that passion is quite often missing. And so it gave us an opportunity to really sit down with customers and understand, okay, what do you want? What do you need? How can we help you? And for us, it was really amazing in those, you know, those first few customers that we worked with, the amount of them that said, we spoke to spoke to other agencies before, and it was very much, we were a number, we were a number. And 
and just our, the fact that our approach of putting them first was so unique, even to these small businesses, it, it just felt, it was great for us because it was what we wanted to do and we wanted to be able to fulfill that need. But it was really sad to think that there were so many out there that, that weren't doing that, weren't, weren't offering that service to the, to the customers and weren't putting them first. Yeah, it is. It's really surprising mm. um, how many businesses don't think that way. Um, and it's really sad, but it's also maybe an opportunity for many of us who are starting businesses because it's an opportunity to kind of take care of our community and also kind of infuse the things that we're passionate about and kind of make that link. So maybe we should talk a little bit about the transformation, the changes that you guys have made in the last year or so and why you thought it was time to make some changes um, and what were those changes and how have they, you know, created a whole new successful arc for your business? Okay, so um, so sort of going back slightly, um, so that first year of us running Kakadu, there was there were some services that we dropped, and there were some services that we added. So we we'd sort of already started to test different models and how we wanted to work, um, so physically the services that we ran that we offered, sorry, to our customers. Um, and then it was COVID. I, you know, it, we all know what COVID did to business, the business world out there. Um, and those first couple of months for us were, were quite hard because one of the first things that businesses cut is their marketing, you know, marketing, advertising, all of that stuff is generally the first thing to go. And so um, we had quite a lot of customers that were calling and putting projects on hold. And initially it was like, oh, my God, what do we do? But slowly, once that panic of COVID settled, you know, it, it, it all it all carried on as, as we'd, we'd wanted it to. But mm-hmm. the great thing about some of those projects being put on hold was it actually got us time to work on the business rather mm-hmm. than in the business. And I mean, I'm probably, I'm sure you've heard that that terminology before, you know, we, as business owners, we get so sucked in into the business and the day-to-day of emails and, you know, admin and all the rest of it that we don't take the time to sit back and actually look at the business as a whole and say, okay, is this what we want? Is this what, is this what we set, we set out to create? And, um, and so we took some time last year and looked at the business and said, yes, we're working with sort of the size of companies we're working with. Yes, we're, we're delivering the service we want to deliver. Um, yes, you know, all those bits are, t- are ticked, but are we actually doing what we set out to do in regards to being more overtly ethical and sustainable and helping those companies to helping companies to pivot in that way mm-hmm. and whilst we were, we were ethical and sustainable behind the scenes we'd always been quite reluctant this is going to sound crazy saying it now but we were really reluctant to bring all of that to the front because we were scared it would turn people off yeah. I mean you hear things of um, you talk about being an environmentalist and you could be written off as a hippie, you know, and, all, and, it's, and it's such it's such a stereotype. And we were worried that if we brought that to the front, we would lose customers and we wouldn't get customers and we'd be very pigeonholed. And then the more we sort of talked about it last year and the more we um, researched and spoke to other people in the sector and looked at, looked at you know, people who have brought that messaging to the front of the business, the more encouraged we were to take a leap of faith and mm-hmm. and do it, you know, and just bring all of that to the front. Um, but it took us probably about three or four months of really looking into it and planning and um, and talking and going back and yes. forth before we said, right, okay, let's, you know, let's hit that button. Let's, let's bring all of this to the front. 
And um, yeah, and I love that things. because I think it's so good that you took the time. I did this session a while ago that I called kind of like, you know, the patience that marketing requires, because the idea is that we all think that everything's about grind it out and get it done and make it happen as fast as humanly possible. And I really think when you're making these strategic changes, when you're making these big changes in your business, sometimes you do need the time to research it. You need the time to get like mentally comfortable with it. And then you need the time to think about what will it look like in the end? You know what I mean? Because yes, we have this concept or idea, but how do we roll it out and how do we interact? And, you know, there are all these questions and I love that you took that time. And I'm hoping for anybody who's listening today that they'll take that time as well and feel confident in taking that time. Because I know it's hard, like you said, when when we're so busy in our business, it's hard to work in our business and work on our businesses (laughs) because we're just busy or running to the next task. Yeah. And we wanted to also make sure that that when we brought all of our ethics and everything to the front, we we did it properly. You know, we 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 gave the messaging the the space it needed and the the care it needed because there's so much greenwashing out there. There's so much, uh, there's so many people jumping on the bandwagon because they're seeing it as, um, you know, a boom industry and or, or an opportunity to make money. And and it's, that's not what it's about for us. So we wanted to make sure that when we did make that transition and we brought our ethics and everything to the front, it was, um, it was losing the word. It was people really people could see that it was true you know we yeah. really meant it and we really believe it and it's not just we feel like we're ticking the box like yeah it sounds like a little bit of authenticity was yeah, that's one. yeah exactly that's the word I was looking for <laughs> yeah. hey Gloria joins us she just wanted to say hello so I wanted to Hi. make sure we said hello back but yeah I know what you mean a lot of times when you're making these shifts especially when sometimes they're trendy topics, they're trendy things. Mm. You know, you really have to figure out where your voice is and why it matters to you and also how to communicate that so that your customers understand that there's a true alliance. It's not just words on, you know, it's not just marketing words. It's not just a tagline. It's really through and through um, in your business. So when you made that shift, what did that mean? Did that mean you wouldn't work with certain customers anymore? Did that mean that your services drastically changed? Or was it just the way you supported your customers? What kind of shift did it um, did it create in your business? And um, so, realistically, whilst we whilst we when we first sort of talked about doing it, and we were so worried that if we did it, it would make such a big impact and we'd lose customers and all the rest of it. Actually, the change didn't really have any impact on previous customers, and the main shift um, that happened you know, with the business is what we started to talk about. So mm-hmm. we started to, our, our articles that we would put on the site were less about the design side of things and were more about how you could, how you could be ethical with, with what you do. So for example, in January, we put out an article about cruelty-free printing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we would, wouldn't have talked about before because it was something that we did behind the scenes. And again, you worry about switching people off. But we thought, actually, no, we're going to bring, we're going to start bringing this front, this information to the front, and we're going to start educating and and starting a dialogue with people. Um, and so that's probably what be one of the biggest shifts. It was the messaging that we had on our site, and also the kind of content we put out. The services hadn't really massively changed. I mean, although we did recently launch green hosting for websites, so that was a new service that we added. Yeah, which is we love. It's brilliant. Um, but other than that, it didn't massively change. It was more about the conversations that we're having with our audience and with our customers. Um, and what's been really 
really lovely about it is our previous customers have come to us now and be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. Can you talk to me more about this? And mm. oh, I, I, I didn't realize that there was there was animal exploitation in print. Can we, you know, can we have that conversation? And so we're now in a position where we're able to talk to people who are like minded, and we've opened ourselves up to that sector because they can see that we get it and we understand. But it's also enabled us to have all of these amazing conversations with customers who the remote design team for for, a, for an SME. So quite often companies will be growing and they need professional design support across all of their marketing materials and all of their design assets. But they don't have the need to have an in-house designer. Yeah. So they need a team that they can call on and say, right, OK, we need we've got an event coming up. We need our event materials. We need our leaflets. We need our stand designing. Um, or we need a new website and they they can come to the same team and we can look after it all for them so lee and i obviously run it but we've got partners that that offer all the other services like copywriting videography photography and so yeah so so we're essentially a company remote design team and can help them with with everything um yeah because i think that's one of the things that's so hard about a brand is keeping that brand consistent exactly um it's so easy to you know you see something you're like oh cool i can design it like this and oh cool that looks pretty and this looks Mm -hmm. nice and this is you know i saw this somewhere and the next thing you know you know your brand can get a little bit diluted so being able to have someone who can kind of take over and look at that kind of global asset management um, I think is really important for brands, especially as they grow. Yeah. And this this is the thing because keeping a brand consistent and keeping the messaging consistent is the only way that your audience remembers you. You know, if you look at all of the big brands out there, they all have a consistent messaging, consistent color usage, consistent logo usage. It's, it's all consistent. And there's a reason for that. That's because that's how people, you build recognition, you build reputation, you build trust. If you, if you put an advert out that's green and and people see that and then they see one over, over here that's yellow they're not going to associate the two together so that's why it is really important as a brand as a company's wanting to grow it, it's really really important to keep that that branding and that style consistent because that's how you build a brand nice now do you have any recommendations for smaller businesses i think sometimes when people are just starting out they're the solopreneur or you know I mean, their business has maybe gotten a little bit bigger and they've hired one person or you know they have an assistant or something they think that oh maybe branding something i have to get to later because you know today i have to sell today mm-hmm. i have to figure out my products and services mm-hmm. do you have any advice for them on what they should be doing now while they are small and when they should reach out maybe an agency like yourself um i would say i'd say don't underestimate the power of or the importance of building a brand and of, of your website as well so many small companies will just pull together any old website and they'll get out because they just feel like they need a web presence, for example. I I just need a website, I'll just get it out. And it's not about just having a website. It's about the fact that that website is your, essentially your shop front. It's your 24-7 shop. It's your 24-7 member of staff. And it's really important, especially now. I mean, look at the last 12 months. If you didn't have a web presence, you essentially disappeared for a very long time. Um, so it's it's not underestimating the importance of it, but I completely get the fact that it can be expensive. You know, it can it, it can be a, a big cost for a small company. So but take some areas and focus on them and do them really well. So quite often companies will 
if we talk about social media, for example, they'll, they think that they have to be on every single platform. But actually, by spreading yourself that thin, you're not doing any platform well. You're doing all of them. You're kind of just ticking a box. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, do it properly. Um, and if you're not going to do it properly, focus on something else that you can give your, your full attention. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I hope that's helped. I hope that's oh, helped. I, <laughs> I definitely, because I echo that same thing. I tell people all the time about spreading themselves too thin. It's so yeah. important to focus. And then also a lot of times I'll tell people from a creative standpoint is even if you don't have the budget, and you can let me know if you agree with this, but a lot of times I tell people you may not have the budget to do everything with an agency, but what an agency can help you do is set up the templates or set up yeah. the standards so they can help you with a brand guideline. Yeah. They can help you to make sure your logo is really done well. And then they can give you a sense of, okay, if you have to do your own social media assets, you have to do these other items, use this brand guide so yeah. that you can have a level of consistency. And that's one way I've been kind of telling people that you can get the benefit of working with an agency in the beginning. And then as you find your way, generate some money, now you can go back to that agency and then um, leverage and continue that relationship as you grow. Yeah. And it's also about being really honest with yourself. So, I mean, there are so many tools out there that enable people to create assets and create sites and adverts and all the rest of it themselves. But it's about taking the moment and actually looking at it and thinking, okay, is this is this really representing my brand as I want it to? And research, you know, go and look at your competitors, go and look at other people in, in different sectors and start trying to pick out things that you that you can see that are good. So, you know, you, you can quite easily go to a website and work out whether it looks it looks professional or not. And what and compare to find one that's a really well designed site and a really badly designed site and try and pick out what it is that makes each one better or worse the same with adverts same with logos you know get some and and try and take some time to really pin down what it is that that makes something look professional because you can then take those skills and that learning into creating your own assets and your own content Um, and it will just help to push you to to that next level and help you to bridge the gap from startup to, to agency support Yeah. And I love that you said that because, you know, one thing I used to, you know, when we first started out, we did everything as well. We had like every service under the sun. Um, And one of the things that we struggle with in the beginning is a lot of people thought they had to walk this kind of like vegan lane. If they were a vegan business, it had to be green. It had to have certain colors in it. You know, it had to, it just had to stay in this lane. And one thing that we would always teach people is that it's really about the brand and how the brand you want to express it. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to have broccoli in it because <laughs> yeah. it's a vegan brand. You know, we don't have to have a leaf growing out the grass yeah. just because yeah. it's a vegan brand. And um, I've been finding that it's really not only have we been educating people about that over the years, I still continue to work with people to help them understand that a brand is beyond sometimes that stereotypical image. Yeah. It really should be how you want to speak to the world. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I just know that it's it's yeah. been difficult for a lot of vegans because they think they have to stay in this vegan box, in a sense. And actually, by stepping out of that box, you you give yourself a competitive edge, like a major competitive edge. So, like for us, for example, if if anyone watching, you know, if you were to go to, go to our site. When you think of a design agency, you quite often think them to be very clean lines and quite a lot of white and, you know, very simple fonts. And it's all very 
quite often it's very generic. And for us, we were just like, no, that is not what we want. You know, we're a design agency. We want people to see that we can be creative. So we're, we're all about dirty edges and like custom fonts and bold colors and things. But it's, it's equally like we're talking about the vegan sector. Have you seen um, vegan fried chicken? I don't know. Oh, if you... yeah, I have. So, so they're, re- they're great. You know, they've, they've got this really strong, bold brand. It's not green. You know, it's vegan. It's not green. Yeah. And by them really standing out, they, um, they took some of their packaging. It was so cool. They took some of their packaging into a supermarket and they put their packaging inside the freezer that holds all of the, um, the, the vegetarian and vegan like, mm-hmm. options. And it's bright red. And they put this bright red bit of packaging into this fridge and took a photo of, of the doors. And their brand just pops out because yes. they're so different. They've, they've really changed it up and, and made it made themselves stand out. So, yeah, God, yeah, if you don't, don't follow the, the crowd. If, you can, if you've got the courage to be a bit different, you'll get the competitive, competitive edge, definitely. Nice, nice. Now, we've gone over our traditional 20 minutes because I always have such a good time talking (laughs) with people. And obviously with you, I'm having a blast. (laughs) So maybe as we start to wrap up today's session, do you have any kind of final words or recommendations for anyone who is looking at making changes in their business? Really, like you said, reevaluating, taking a step back and saying, how do they want to bring their ethics forward? Whether it's their veganism, whether it's the, um, you know, environmental side of things or whether it's even something that's just near and dear and personal to them do you have any kind of thoughts about how they should approach that process and so for us I mean the biggest thing that that helped us was just having conversations with people you know talking to people that have already maybe made that leap so we spoke to a few people that had already brought all of their their ethics and their, their their ethos and their veganism to the front of their business and said how did you do it you know what did you what was the process and just speaking to people to get that courage and it was, it was funny because there's someone who gave us some a piece of advice at the very beginning of our journey into deciding whether to bring all of this to the front and they said that every time they've thought about niching and bringing their ethics and things to the front mm-hmm. when, whenever they've done it and they've made that leap they always wish they did it sooner and I spoke to him recently and I said, him, I said, do you remember when we spoke? It was probably about six months ago. Remember we spoke and, and you said, you know, you wished you'd brought it to the front sooner. He said, yeah, um, yeah, we're exactly the same. We wish we'd done it sooner. But we had to take that time <laughs> to be comfortable with it. So I don't think if anyone's listening and then they're just trying to decide whether they should even start down that path, start. I don't think you'll regret it, but just take take your time and just speak to people and do your research. But yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. You know, I'm glad we had a chance to chit chat, you know, before today's session and we had a chance to chit chat today. So this has been wonderful. And also I look forward to just staying in touch. Yeah. Let's make sure if anyone wants to get in touch with you, where they want to reach out to you, how to get in touch with you, website, social media, email, what's the best approach? Or all of the um, above. All of the above, to be fair. <laughs> and so, well, obviously, we have our website, which is www.kakadocreative.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I think I'm the only Kaylee Nicolau 
around. I de- I know I was the only Kaylee Nicolau on Facebook. Um, so I'm probably the only Kaylee Nicolau on LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn, I'm always on there. Um, we're on Instagram as well, at Kakadu Creative. Um, yeah, yeah. And email addresses on the site as well. So, But if anyone's ever got any questions and they, they want to talk to someone who's gone through this um, and, and just wants to you know, pick our brains, we would be more than happy to have a conversation with, with people and just share our more of our story and, and how we got to where we are now and oh, give some support. Perfect. Thank you so much. I think that's what happens a lot of times. People just want support or they just want to hear somebody else's perspective to sometimes reconfirm what they're thinking. Yeah. But um, I agree. It definitely takes courage to do this. And it's so wonderful to see that you had the courage, um, that you and your partner had a cur- the courage to do it. And it's really great to see the work that you're doing. And I can't wait to continue to stay in touch and hear about all the great things you're going to be doing in the future. Sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. And yeah, thank you to everyone watching. Thanks everyone who watched today. Really appreciate it. As always, we appreciate those likes and those thumbs ups. If you enjoyed today's session, felt inspired by today's session, or maybe even learned something new that you weren't expecting, definitely let us know in the comments. Definitely give us those likes and thumbs ups, and we will see everyone in our next interview. Bye everyone. Bye.